We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Lucky Lefty is on CFB Nation, presented by Twisted T. Leftovers from last night, before we dig into North Carolina State, it's funny because Notre Dame fans got in their feelings. Because we tried to explain that we have no bearing on what the record of Colorado is going to be. Right. I'm not a part of Look, I, I don't know the future like that, and I'm not a betting man. However, it's still, in my opinion, because Notre Dame fans are like, well, you and Malik, a couple of them after the show, you and Malik have been telling us to calm down when it comes to Sam Hartman. So you guys should be overhyping Colorado. First of all, we never overhyped Colorado. We never said anything about their record. We never said they're going to win the Pac-12. We didn't say anything. We were speaking to you. All the fans that dogged them, all the fans that said they were going to lose by 30, all the fans that said they weren't going to win three games, those fans, you. And then immediately after the game, you want the Colts, which, oh, TCU's not that good. Don't, no, 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 no. Keep the same energy. Keep the same energy. Don't back off because you were on TCU's left and right testicles for what they were going to do to Colorado all summer. So now that Colorado walked in there and took care of business, don't back off. No, 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 no. That was a good good team that Colorado beat. Keep that same energy. Don't try to back off and then minimize what Colorado did. That's what we said last night. Because to do that, that's corny. That means you're not standing on what you believe. Yeah. Stand on your word. Keep that same energy. Now, for us, it's apples and oranges. Because Sam Hartman got here, and y'all wanted to get this dude the Heisman. Before he even took a snap. But that just shows how much we desperately wanted some consistency at that position. And the moment we get a glimpse, we like glimpse. Just, give, just give him the whole thing. Just just, just he can have, you know, he can marry our daughter. He can 
be the, the king of uh, Tahuti. He could do whatever he want. Whatever he want. And I'm like, the man just, he beat a team that anybody on the roster we can be, we can win with. But he has some traits that we have been desperately desiring. That man. comfortable, that poise. He make the fans feel good through the TV that we can get it done. So I'm like, okay, but that's a that's a that's what you want for standardly. That's the average good football team got a quarterback that you can depend on. That's the average. Yeah. That's what that's like the that's like the the shock we have from having a decently average line for those first five games last year. Then we end up raising the bar. But that that raising the bar and how easy that looked is not an average thing for the rest of college football. Right. Right. So when we have the bar set crazy for all these positions, now my quarterback just happens to be the lowest. We still we still have yet to set a bar. We don't know what Colorado's going to do the rest of the year. No idea. We never set a bar. That's the difference. Sam Hartman came over, and all of a sudden, you all start setting bars like Notre Dame's winning the national championship. Sam Hartman's throwing for 5,000 yards. Relax. 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 We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're looking for last-minute tickets to this weekend's big matchup between Notre Dame and NC State, or the battle for the Seahawk Trophy between Iowa and Iowa State, maybe heading to Tuscaloosa to watch Texas and Alabama, or any other matchup in the Week 2 action, Game Time is the place for you. They take the stress out of buying tickets. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theaters near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. GameTime has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball games, concerts, comedy shows, theaters, and more. The GameTime guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. 
Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code CFBNATION for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. And again, create an account and redeem code CFBNATION for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. That's GameTime.co. What's the one thing we said left when everybody kept saying, oh, Sam Harmon's going to go crazy with passing yards? We said Marcus Freeman is the head coach. That means they're running the ball. Sam's not about to come over here and just go crazy. Did he have 200 yards passing last week? Yeah. They're going to run the ball against North Carolina State. They're going to run the ball against Ohio State. They're going to run the ball against Central Michigan. That USC USC game, he might have to go crazy. Yeah, and that's what we signed him for. The Clemson game doesn't look as daunting. Ohio State don't look as daunting. Well, Ohio State still has a couple of weeks to. The thing is. If you but not, I, I'll agree, McCord does not even when CJ because you remember because people say CJ Stroud struggled against the, in the opening game against Minnesota when he started. With CJ in that second half or that fourth quarter hit his stride, and you saw the talent. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I don't know if I actually saw McCord pop like no, CJ did. Let's not. Let's just be honest. He's not. So, he's not a. He's not a guy. I'm, you know, I'm gonna give him a chance. It, it's on no. him oh, to no, decide no. how good he's gonna be. Caleb Williams lets you know how good he was in a couple of drives. Absolutely, in a couple of drives when they were losing. That's how and where college football. And the pop for quarterbacks, that's how fast it's got to be. That's the level mm. of if you know you're the dude in college football at quarterback or not, you need to pop on them first couple. Jalen Sneed went in the game, had one play that was more memorable than any other plays out of that game. And it was just one play, one hit. And we was talking about Jalen Sneed every time after that. That's where the talent level is in college football, especially at quarterback, there is no more wait until you a fifth year for guys that are playing early. Guys like K. Klubnik will get better, but he's not winning the big games right now. He don't got the talent for it. In order to beat us, you're going to have to score points. Ohio State can't score points enough to beat us. Period. They don't have enough production out of the quarterback room to beat us in points. Because you, even with them being talented, in order to win, you got to score. And we know one thing about this Notre Dame team. We're going to score some points. I told you. That's where USC is in trouble with us. Because they can score some points. So at the end of the day, we have to win the shootout against them. 
Ohio State has to win the shootout against us, and we're Steph Curry and them boys right now. Right. They have to find. They have to go into the week thinking, how can we get to thirty-five? <laughs> uh, bro, you know, you know how I feel. You know how I feel. You know, because it's the world. I, I do. I've never seen so many draft experts in my life <laughs> on social media. Everybody can break down film now. It's amazing. It's amazing. But at some point, people have to realize. Dude, it's not you don't decide whether or not somebody becomes successful. Yeah. I, I don't care how much film you watch. You watching film does not decide whether or not they become successful. Because there were a whole bunch of draft experts two years ago that said Michael Penix was trash. Yeah. When people were talking about Michael Penix coming to Notre Dame in a transfer portal. That were people connected to the Notre Dame program. Oh no, he's trash. It's not up to you, dog. Whether or not somebody can play the game. It's up to the work those young men put in. Now, some people just they just don't have it. But that whole ex that whole expert thing, that's why it's dangerous to throw it around, bro. Because you don't control whether or not somebody becomes good. You can, man, you look at a kid like, oh my God, he's great. Like, I, I like Riley Leonard. Yeah. But Riley Leonard could go to the pros and be trash, bro. He'll be a David Mills at the Texas. Straight trash. But the, the college film was like, oh man, he was great. It, it is what it is, man. It is what it is. And that's where it comes down to. That's why I say Kyle McCord. Look, it's up whether it's him or Devin Brown. It's up to them. They don't it's have up enough to those two. To both of them to win. It's up to those two young men. Think about how. Think just in general. If you take a step back and look in the perspective of, think of how long they've had the Ohio State coaching staff has spent with the quarterback room and to get all the way to week one and still not know who to play and still be iffy on the guy they have starting. And they come out in the first game and put up 23 points. And you've had all off season, you had all spring, you had yeah. all the mini cams, the individual times, the meetings, and you come out there and put up 20 points against Indiana? What signifies us looking so good is that we spent all that time with Sam. They spent all that time in New York and Cali, and they rode golf carts and went fishing and took trips all over the world. and. And what did we do coming first game? Score 50-something points. So what does that tell you? That tells you that we're a team that throughout all the training, all the offseason, we know what, who we are as has an identity, and we know what we're good at, and we know how to get to where we need to get to. 
There is no confusion going into the first game for us. We had everything firing on all cylinders. It shows a prepared team, a team that knows what they want to do. So if you coming out and you got all the hype, all this most talented team in college football, Ohio State, they got all these weapons and this, that, and the third, and you come out and put 20 points up? I'm not worried. You just, just don't turn it on. You just all can't I'm turn saying it. is CJ Stroud struggled early his first game against Minnesota. Minnesota actually should have won that game. But CJ Stroud had two, I think it was two drives in the fourth quarter of that game where it was like, oh. CJ Stroud and Kyle McCord aren't in the same sentence. Hey, you are you are the quarterback. They I, I, I lean towards you, you and I believe I believe you when you say that. Trust your eyes. Yeah, okay, you let me ask you. Let me did, did DJ Uagalele walk into Notre Dame Stadium and throw for 400? DJ just, Uagalele, just, no no no, just answer answer the question. Answer the question. Did he do that? Yes. To my point, you no one has control over what somebody can do on any given Saturday. To this day, that was DJ's best game ever. Guess what? And Kyle and McCord can walk. Kyle McCord can walk into Notre Dame Stadium and have his best game yeah. of all no. time. First of all, if we're talking about the time in which he did all of that, look at the team we had when DJ did all of that. Do we have that team talent-wise? What now? do you mean? What do you the mean? The talent we had when we played DJ Unagule on defense. Is our talent better or worse than when we had that team? Our Dude, talent a, now is that way team, better. That was a team that played for the ACC championship and went to the CFP. I think the team we have now is way more talented than the team that gave DJ his ultimate game ever. By far. And we have more depth. At, and we have the right position. We didn't. They didn't have Ben Morrison when DJ was playing. Well, I mean, all right. Just do just Sam Hartman versus Ian Book. That I mean, come on, come on. That just yeah, I mean, come, on. come on. What are we talking about? DJ did that against a team that's not that's not who we are now. Remember, we played Clemson when they had DJ. When they got Trevor Lawrence back, we found out what the Clemson Tigers look like in that next game. See, I disagree with that. I disagree with that because if you go watch the first half, Notre Dame dominated physically the first half. They had three opportunities in Clemson territory and turned the ball over on downs three times. They moved the ball at will. I'm going to use what I'm not saying they would have beaten. I'm not saying they would have beaten Clemson, but physically, they pretty much stood up to Clemson physically the same way they did. In South Bend, because in the first half they were pushing them around and running the ball and move. Ian Book just couldn't finish drives. It doesn't matter because just like how we're gonna beat Duke this year. We're Matter of fact, tell Amir, tell Amir he still owes us for that. <laughs> yeah, I still get on him about it for sure. Well, go go ahead. But yeah, the same reason why we're gonna beat Duke this year because we had the depth and to overwhelm them. So even if they give us their best shot. You can't, they can't make it last four quarters against us. Like we couldn't make it last four quarters against Clemson when they got Trevor Lawrence. So, yeah, you're going to get punched, of course. 
but we're going to be doing the punching towards the end. And that's why we're going to overwhelm a lot of these teams on the schedule, just because we have the depth of talent. Not only do we have depth, we have talented depth. Guys, where we like, shoot, any given day, they could start. The young guys could just start over the over the guys that we've got starting now, and we'd be okay with it. And they Donnie might Cruz, mess want to have more production. Donnie Cruz makes a good point. The de- the defense, in my opinion, was much better back then. Really, bro? They had Dalen and an Adi coming off the edges. So they had they had pass rushes, and they come on. They had Joe. Hold on. They had Joker at linebacker. Come on, dog. Yeah, that's, Come on. We talking so about three guys. We're the linebackers guys. were totally the, the linebackers were much better on that squad. Jeremiah Rosa, of course. We can't we can't downplay that. But as a team, but I'm giving I'm giving it to you just because of the quarterback. That that for me. That makes a difference. Yeah, but I think total total production defensively, we have a better defense this year. Then 2018, we had Jeremiah Wosu, okay, and Kyle was on that team, right? Kyle was on that squad. But even with the, that, the, the Adamiolas were babies on that squad. But yeah, they were but playing. but as a unit, production wise, as a unit, defensively, we're. I wouldn't way be mad. Sad. I wouldn't be mad if somebody. I wouldn't be mad if somebody in the chat said, give us that defense and we'll take this year's offense. I wouldn't. Okay. If they okay, said yeah. that, I wouldn't argue. Okay. And I can see if somebody's wanted, I can see if somebody wanted this year's defense. But I wouldn't okay. argue if somebody said, give me that year's defense and give me this year's offense. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. But complimentary football, we're playing way much sound way much more sound way better together than yeah. at any point of when Ian was here I've never felt like the offense was in the lead of the team and being the strength of the team at any point when Ian was running the show yeah yeah now I do feel like the offense could lead the team and defense back us up when we needed a stop or something because we can go down and score in 57 seconds, like Sam Hartman has shown. We can come out and, and get the kickoff and go score seven on the first drive and can bank on it. Yeah. So that's the first time we've had that since since I was at school. Mm. So because of that, it just changes the dynamic of the team where the defense is going to play better because they're going to be playing better in spots, not playing throughout the whole game. <laughs> they could come up with a nice stop because we've been driving and be, we've been scoring points. We just need one stop so we can, you know, get get to the whatever we're trying to get to, right? Yeah. So and I that's do really think- that's really what college football has become, right? Yeah. As a as a DC, I don't even know if you're game planning to like shut teams down. You're game planning to get like three stops or two turnovers that you that you yeah. can help is get more right. chance on the field. Right, right. I think Deion Sanders said that post game. He said we just kept asking him for one stop. That's all it. half. Because we got to get our guy on the field who can score them points. Just get us one stop, and we can win this game. And I mean, look, look at nobody expected Ohio State to put that many points up on Georgia. Man, when you get to that level, I don't care how great your defense is. More than likely, you're going to be facing an offense 
that's going to be able to put up some points. And and what do we show? So you better be able to put up points. Time. Greatest defense of all time in Georgia had a hard time stopping two guys on the offense and gave up 40-something points. 40-something points. And they had uh, like eight starters in the NFL right now on that field when they played C.J. and Marvin Harrison Jr., and they gave up 40-something plus points. And Just Marvin got hurt. Marvin got hurt in the third quarter. So who knows so how many they would have scored, yeah. The great teams, but it also showed you how Georgia was underratedly a good offensive team too. They scored 45 and Fact. 63 in the championship. Fact. <laughs> so, Fact. yeah, a lot of people could, could make the argument Georgia's offense led the team. The defense was just so good. It has so many individually great players that they got the necessary stops, but the offense was always scoring. The difference, when they had Jake from State Farm, Jake Fromm, they wasn't as high-powered. So the defense, as good as it was, couldn't was leading the team. Nah. And they couldn't make up the points to back the defense up to win a championship, which is why Alabama had that great compliment for as yeah. long as they did, right? Yeah. This is the first time we've been able to put a team out there where we're like, you got to worry about our offense. Yeah. And we might out we might we might run away with this if you if you're not scoring points or trying to, you know, stop us on defense as opposed to we taking on a tough Cincinnati team. We, I just hope we can hold them and get it to the last possession and maybe we can kick a field goal to win. That's that's yeah. a that's a non-championship mentality. Yeah. But now things have changed. Yeah. D-Rock Irish, I saw that interview with Chip Kelly at halftime of the game. I don't think the new rule has changed a lot, me personally. If you're a good team, you bang the bad team. It doesn't make a difference. We told people. People remember first week everybody was like, well, Navy's going to hold the ball and, you know, Notre Dame won't be able to put up points. It's like, what? No. If you're the better team. You're going to find a way to put up points. You're going to find a way to put up points. Yeah, I mean. They found a way to put up points against Tennessee State. And, look, UCLA, as much as he talked about the time, the game went fast. Yeah, you had two turnovers in the red zone. You should have had 14 more points on the board, Chip Kelly. That's that's on you and your quarterbacks. So I don't think I've yet to see the game impacted by the new rule yet. Yeah. Indiana, I was shocked to hear this, but Indiana really tried to play keep away from Ohio State and use the new rules on Saturday. They should have been looking at the scout report a little harder and realized they don't have a you can you don't have to play keep away with them. They're not gonna run the ball enough to score enough points to get you threatened, like you gotta get out of your game plan. Yes. And you want the quarterback to be out there because he's going to make some mistake at some point or the talent's not going to rise to the level that they expect. So you can manage it well enough to get back on the field and score some points on your side. So I think we should take the ball first. I was like, yo, what are we doing? Are we, is this college basketball? We watching uh, North Carolina in four corners. Like, right. You just refuse it. You refuse to throw the ball. Yeah, y'all, y'all talk running triple option. 
2023. Yeah, we're gonna try and shorten the game and keep them off the field. Man, what is that? Only works when the other team can't score either. And now you're just playing for a last possession. You're just playing for who, who who's not gonna let the clock ride out him. When you can't score and when you and you are threatened by a team that you know you can't outscore or beat, mm. you want to hold the ball. Because you want to make it close enough to where you can get lucky to try to get something random in the football game to happen for you. That's why I never liked our game plan going into Ohio State. Because you need to be on attack mode. You can't win by not scoring. So you have to be attacking in order to put up points to win. Defenses can't are just it's just it's impossible for defenses to be lights out to where you don't like the Ravens in what 2010 or two or the early 2000s, where you only have to score 10 points to win the game. You can't, it's 2023 and it's college football, and kids are way less detail oriented. <laughs> Man, you, you know what. What's that? What's that phrase from the movie? I forget the movie. Ain't nothing between us but space and opportunity. Yeah, and that's the advantage for 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 offensive for offenses. It's nothing. That field is too wide. Too is. We've been acting wide. like we've we've been David Robinson for so long, but the game has changed. Teams that's winning championships got Steph Curry's. We can't win with a David Robinson championship right now anymore. We got to go get us some shooters. Mm. <laughs> we got to get us some shooters. Now teams are worried about us shooting the ball instead of us rebounding. We got the most rebounds in the league. Yeah. We can rebound the hell out of the ball. We rebound, kick it back out, get a second chance, miss it, get another rebound, miss it. Yeah. But we ain't had no shooters. We had great defense. You know, we, you know, hold a team to 81 points, but we only scoring 69. But they averaging whatever because we ain't got no shooters. So Marcus Freeman said, hey, I want to turn into an offensive team. <laughs> let's go get us some young dudes from Kentucky. You know, let's go get us some high draft picks. Some guys that Trey Young, shake it up a little bit. But we're going to be an offensive team moving forward. And when we've done that, lo and behold, our defense looks great. Oh, we holding teams to seven points. Yeah, because we scoring 42. We got teams all out of whack. Teams got to go in there and be like, dang, we got to go in there and think of all these passes because we got to catch up with Sam Hartman in the offense. Now the defense looking great. Picks and turnovers and three and outs. Teams can't play like they used to play. <clears throat> yeah. And, once, and, and, and as long as we won't allow teams to settle in on us like we haven't been able, like, like we've been doing right now, I don't know how you beat us. I don't know how. Well, Lucky Lucky Podcast. You might not know how we get beat, but North Carolina State is going to give it a go That's on right. Saturday. <clears throat> I want to talk about Brennan Armstrong, and it's Tuesday. It's Collaborative Tuesday. So, you know, we started this. This is a new segment. Malik always loved when Jared Parker said, man, the offense is going to be collaborative through the week, every week. And I'm going to call the plays. So we want to know, LL Nation, how do you want to attack North Carolina State 
offensively on Saturday. Collab. But when we come back, we're going to hear from Left first, how he wants to open it up and attack North Carolina State this week. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast on CFB Nation, presented by Twisted T. All right, Left, North Carolina State, North Notre Dame. Notre Dame, seven and a half favorite. You've played at North Carolina State historically. Crazy things happen when Notre Dame goes to North Carolina State, whether it's the weather, monsoons, coaches trying to throw the ball 40 times in monsoons. Garrett Parker is probably what? He's probably used, what, 15 or 20% of the offense? Yeah. How do you how do you see the offense evolving? And Notre Dame attacking this Wolfpack defense that is young up front, not as good as they were last year. Talented linebackers, and they like their secondary. Well, I do believe that what we have the advantage of is being multiple of what we want to do. So if we wanted to turn this into a, a, a run style of game, we can do that. If we can wanted to turn into a spread it out and and have the team chase us across the field and down the field, I think we can do that as well. The benefit is that Jared Parker has everything at his fingertips to be able to adjust specifically to what their defense isn't good at. If they have great pass coverage, they probably don't have great run stop. So for us, we might have to run the ball, and we can do that comfortably. If for some reason they wanted to load the box against us and they believe they can play man behind it, believe we're talented enough with Sam Hartman, not only to buy time, but has the, the confidence to find the open man down the field because we do have some mismatches with speed that we can take advantage of. A lot of what we haven't shown, I think, is our biggest advantage. I do think that we still have a very deep bag to dig into when it comes to the plays, when it comes to things that we want to do to attack defenses. I think us not using uh, the full capacity of our offense in these first two games probably has North Carolina going crazy on how to prepare, you know? And so I think for us, the element of surprise and, and having teams on their toes is still at our advantage. And because of that, I think offensively we'll be fine. Defensively playing a, finally a traditional offense that can pose a threat, at least more so than the last two weeks, I think that would be the challenge for them on how they really come alive against a team that is looking to run and throw the football uh, consistently. Added it that you have a quarterback that's above average will we'll give our secondary a good chance to really show their progress with Cam Williams and Ben Morrison and Jaden Mickey and those guys, the safeties, how they've in, in, uh, shown that they can be one of the better units on the defensive side for the first time in a long time. So everything's coming into play where Notre Dame is putting themselves in a position that can put on full display that we are a very serious football team this year. And those first two weeks we can do versus a lot of teams out here, not just the, the specialized or the smaller schools of the world. Hopefully we get to see an array of our running backs uh, show their versatility running and catching the football early and then, have Sam Hartman, you know, uh, undress the defense with our vertical shots and finding his guys that he really is comfortable with, like a JT or a Jaden Greyhouse, 
our tight ends are getting more involved. So we we're so multiple that, you know, NC State didn't have enough time to really prepare for us. And I think it's gonna show on Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a powerful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. You're on mute. You probably can go back and look at the second half of the Syracuse game. If you want to try and get an idea of how offensive coordinator Robert Nye might try and go at the Notre Dame defense. That was when he got his, he made a change of quarterback and got his running quarterback in the game and started to attack down the field a little bit. That's pretty much a little bit more of what he has in Brennan Armstrong, who really only threw for like a hundred and I want to say what? What did he throw for? He was like 17 to 26, 155, but he ran the ball nine times for 96 yards of what a long of 11. Uh, once again, it's going to be interesting to see what Al Golden wants to do. How does he want to start things off, right? They have a young wide receiver core that had a lot of drops against Connecticut. Second game, we'll see. The white uh, people are saying it's supposed to rain and be sloppy. I told you, every time Notre Dame goes to North Carolina State, the weather is wacky and But if it's just going to be a battle in the trenches, You know, Notre Dame would be fine if they try to open it up. Brennan Armstrong will put the ball in harm's way. He just will. He will. But hopefully they can get some clear weather and Notre Dame can start to reveal a little bit more offensively what they want to do and what they want to be going into Ohio State. Hopefully. But you have a quarterback that is used to playing in this part of the country in that type of inclement weather at this time of the year. That's another advantage that Sam Hartman gives you. As I said before, North Carolina State was one of the, the, the uh, coordinators, defenses, and teams that gave Sam Hartman 
problems last year from a interception standpoint. You know, they got a chance to fool them a couple of times with some coverage. They brought pressures. So it's going to be interesting to see how things turn out. You're on mute, bro, I think. And that's what you can do when you know that Sam is the, the key to the team. Yeah. You can't do that now. If you put all your focus on Sam, we'll run for 5,000 yards on you. So it does change the dynamic of what used to work on Sam. It's just different now because, yeah, Sam is a threat, and the things and blitzes that you thought was the, the key are different. One, we can block better. Two, you doing all these coverage and stuff, you got to worry about stopping the run first. And when you have to worry about stopping the run first, all that fancy confusion stuff goes in the trash. And you realize we got to play straight up defense and hope the back end can hold up for play action. And then if we get a passing, known passing situation, we can try stuff. But we got to be careful because they can block better. Sam's got more tools and more things that it is at, at, his, at, his, at, his, at his fingertips that's a resource for him as opposed to Wake Forest. So it is a, a, a level to it where what may have worked before may have to be even changed in itself. I think it's going to be hard for a team to try to single out Sam as being the key drive to any of our – as the main factor – when we can do so much and have so much depth running the football. It's going to be interesting because in the trenches, you know, when you lose talented seniors, I think they return they kind of like Notre Dame. They return both tackles on the offensive line and then one interior guy, defensive line. Look, North Carolina State's defense last year, they, they beat Wake Forest and they beat Florida State last year. So that front seven was, man, really good, really good. Now they had to go to the transfer portal this year. Defense, in my opinion, is not as good. They played Connecticut. All right, defensive line. I don't think they're anywhere as good as they were last year. And they're depending upon that secondary and the linebackers to be their strength as the defensive line comes along. So once again, it's all about Notre Dame. If Notre Dame brings their A game or if Notre Dame brings their B game. I really don't think there's anything that North Carolina State can do. No. Not if we have aspirations to go get a championship. I don't think there's anything they can do. Now, I'm still worried about in a game like this, if you have inclement weather, now I start to really worry about special teams left. Stop the worry. Yeah. I start to worry about special teams. Uh, you know, the games like this, this Notre Dame. So Dave Dorn and his group, they'll probably have something up their sleeve. Um, I do like 
Peyton Wilson, an outside linebacker for them. I really like Peyton Wilson. I, I love, I watched, the, I watched the game against Connecticut. Love him. And I said before, the linebackers in the, the, linebackers in the secondary, they're going to lean on them. They're going to lean on them. But what you said earlier, it's Notre Dame and the way they're approaching things that makes me feel better about this matchup. The way Marcus Freeman, even, dude, Marcus Freeman, his demeanor on the sideline is totally different this year. Totally different. He know he's working the refs. He's talking to Al Golden, asking him about calls. He is in tune. He is confident. He knows what he wants. And part of that is having Sam Hartman at quarterback. It, it calms things down. As a head coach, when you have a quarterback like that, it eases a lot of things, man. It eases a lot of things for you. Let's get to some comments and questions. I thought we had uh, – I thought I had pulled a couple of questions or comments from earlier. Oh, everybody's in the chat <clears throat> telling you how great of a job you did Saturday, bro. Oh man, I appreciate that, man. West Kentucky. And what's 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 your game this week? I don't have a game this week, I have a game next week, but uh it's kind of crazy because uh I got a call with my uh, uh my talent guy to tell me what I was doing good and what I need to improve on. So I'm super excited that you guys like it, man. I'm only going to hope to get better moving forward. So it's going to be cool, man. It's interesting doing the live TV thing for sure. I liked it because you got to your filler stories, bro. Yeah. I was like, ooh, he pulled one of the fillers out. I was like, okay. <laughs> that's what it's really about. A lot of people think it's the analyst stuff. And, yeah, that's that's a part of it. But that's, that's not going – get the fans locked in with you you know you got to really connect on uh some interesting storyline type of stuff because the analyst thing like you said everybody wants to be an analyst now on twitter man <laughs> like i don't need to do too much football talking y'all seem to know everything about football out there on the social media space <laughs> and you know what hated. let me say this man let me say this like people were, uh, there was Notre Dame fans were being critical of our guy. Oh man, what's his name? You know who I'm talking about. He, uh, the main guy on Fox with Joe Clatt. Oh, Tony, uh, Troy, uh, Troy Aikman? No, 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 college football. You know, I love oh. when he calls college basketball games. Gus, Gus Johnson. Gus Johnson. I'm a fan of Gus Johnson. So I guess, man, look, it's so funny. How can I say this? Because I'm not trying to be demeaning. 
the fact that you're on social media being critical and you couldn't hold Gus Johnson's jock at doing the job that he does. People don't understand how hard that job is. They don't understand how difficult that play-by-play -play is, bro. And to yeah. bring energy, they don't they don't understand how difficult it is to be a color guy. They just all oh, simple, just call the game. They don't understand the pressure. They don't understand people constantly being in your ear talking. They don't understand the statistician being next to you, the other guy being next to you. Your attention is always left, right, left, right, but you have to have your attention on the game. And I have a lot of respect for people in the business. Heck, I don't think the Notre Dame, I don't really like Jason Garrett, but I have respect for what I know because I've, I'm in the business. I know how difficult the job is. So when I see people critiquing and just saying crazy stuff, I sit there and laugh because I'm like, dude, you, you would be awful. You have no clue. Yeah. That's so why you sitting up here critiquing? You have no clue how hard that is. And Gus Johnson, we know the medical things he's dealing with. Yeah. So yeah. he's not going to be as sharp as he was four or five years ago. And that's the thing. Well, People you know, are so fake demanding. It's like, whatever, dude. You have, like, <laughs> you really can't take everything somebody says and internalize it too much only because people come up with different stuff every time. And man, if you only knew all this stuff that goes into it, man, it's like, man, you can only appreciate the, the fact that they can do it day in and day out, which Bro, is the whole look, that's, that's the whole people, part. do you know how hard it is to do a four hour radio show by yourself? Colin Cowherd is amazing. I don't think people understand that. Bro, understand that. and I see people like, Colin, made, he's made some egregious mistakes. Yeah, recently. but that happens. You on you on air four hours Le every day. Le like my grandfather used to say, <laughs> "You remember how we used to call old people old when we were yeah. young?" Like, man, you old. And my grandfather looked at me one time and said, "Keep living." Guess yeah. what? One day, you're going to be right in that same position. It's it's amazing, man. It's amazing. It's like, dude, that's, man, people expect perfection and have no clue what it takes to do the job. And they're not perfect themselves at what they do. Yeah. Because, like, at that point, what is the perfect way of doing it? There's, it's, it's never defined. It's always critiques of people that are good at doing it. But there's never okay. What's the perfect way? There's no, there's no way you can. Tell. I swear, I swear. Every top-notch college football play-by-play -play guy was awful this weekend. Uh, you just go look on social media. Oh, he's awful. Oh, this guy's awful. Oh, this now, guy's okay. awful. I do think that one guy is like, you know, could be is a little stale for me, and I always say it. And that's our guy. What's the name from uh the Dallas? But they threw on TV. Dallas is called Jason Garrett. I was never a fan of Jason oh, well. Garrett. 
but that's more from a he's too monotonous for me. It's too of a too he got too he got maybe it's his tone that he uses. It's like oh well, I would say like eh, people say Chris Fowler is bad. I think he's, he's all right. Even yeah. Herb, Herb Street's awful. Kurt good now. Yeah. Like, dude, who, 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 who's good? Yeah. Like, there's Thank no you. one calling college football that's good. No one. What do you think about our guy Collinsworth? They, they be dragging uh, Collinsworth. I don't think he's that bad. <laughs> he, he be eating him up on uh, Sunday night, Monday right. night. He's all right. I'll be wanting to know. Maybe I maybe I'm not seeing something. I thought he did all right, but man, people they get on Collinsworth more than anybody that I see. Him and Gus Johnson, but Gus I think is unfair. But I I don't know what they really saying. I mean, they be on our guy Collinsworth, and I'm a fan, not Austin, but his dad. So, Oof. I think it's funny. I I be like, what's the why they be on the left to me. And this is just my comparison. Okay. Because I laugh, right? If I've done this, remind me, left. I'll say a lot of things about professional athletes, most professional athletes, when it comes to analyzing a play they made, a play they didn't make. Right? right? I'll right. give you a perfect example. I've critiqued and been critical of J.D. Bertrand. Yes. I've never come on here and say J.D. Bertrand is trash. Okay, yeah. You understand what I'm saying? J.D. Bertrand has a, a football scholarship to the University of Notre Dame, bro. Yeah. That's a small percentage of dudes that do that in a lifetime. Yeah. Right? So what I mean by that, when people sit up here and critique and say, well, Collinsworth ain't good. He's he's in rare air. Yes, yeah, what I'm that saying is <laughs> that dude. That dude is the lead guy on a major network for Notre yes. Dame football. Yes, you understand what I'm saying? That's like calling the 15th man on the NBA roster trash. That man is yeah. in the top 98 percentile at what he does in the world. In the world. Like slow up, you you know, slow up when you critique because you don't understand what it took to get there and the rarefied air that these people are in to be doing. It's only like, man, it's some, it's, yo, when you get, when a major network gives you the green light, You've done something. You've done something. And the one thing you cannot say, you can say what you want to say about Zach, about Collins' work. When he was at Notre Dame, that dude hustled. That dude would be interviewing players. He would be doing side reports. He would be creating shows. That dude hustled. So for him, he built a relationship at the school. He built a relationship with NBC. Now, for me, the voice of Notre Dame will always probably be Mike Tirico. I love Mike Tirico. He's pretty when cool. Mike Tirico was calling Notre Dame games, 
it was fantastic. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was fantastic. But Mike now, Mike, Tari- Mike Tarico messed up names. He messed up down the distance. Even the best, even the best make mistakes, bro. Now I like Austin. I was referring more to his dad because he'd be on the Sunday night, Monday night all the time. Oh, you talking about I'm not talking about Austin. I, I like Austin, you know, and I I, I definitely see the work with Austin because no, no, you know, I thought I, you were talking about Jack. I thought you were talking about Jack. Yeah, no, not Jack. Austin's his older brother. Duh, I'm talking about his dad, the dad. Because Austin, like, he played until he Austin, got hurt. Austin do yeah. all type of crazy stuff. He a pilot, you know, Austin's great. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was with Jack during his whole NBC come up. Jack, I, Jack, I, know Jack. I appreciate Jack. Jack I was right there in the beginning. I, I seen it. I was referring to his dad. I don't know why I kept saying Austin, but uh <laughs> Chris, Chris is a hustler too, though. Pro he football focus. He made himself valuable. He made his company valuable. But they are so hard on Chris Collinsworth on social media. And I don't are they? I don't think he's that bad. I don't think he's that bad. They really be on him when I be seeing, like, when he does, like, the Super Bowl or the big games, they make it seem like he's the worst. But I think he's pretty good. I don't oh, see the I big criticism. I don't have a, well, once again, I have a, a different point of view. First of all, I don't really – who's calling a game doesn't mess the game up for me. There are some people that allow people that call the game to, like, mess the game. And, like, I'm so locked in. Yeah, I don't. I don't care what you miss. If you mess up a name, you miss a down and distance. You know, I don't care. I'm so locked in on the game. That's all I need. I can cut the it's sound so down. It's so funny because you, you, when you say that, they really, the networks really, really care about that. Like that's like the cardinal sin. You mess up a name, and you're like, dang, I gotta, you know. And and when they explain it, you get it. But then you, when you take a step back and you, like you said. You focused on the on the game. You ain't listening to every single detail of the name. But or that's, something. I mean, that's that's media. That's print media, radio, yeah. TV. That's me. That's journalism. That, that's right. journalism. You always they tell you double check, ask three times. Yep. You know, as a producer, it was ultimately if I'm a producer, TV and radio, and I know I'm having a guest on. Or an interview is coming. The first responsibility falls on the producer right. because I'm supposed to get the correct pronunciation and forward it to everybody. Right. But ultimately, it's on the talent because you're the last line of defense. And right. if you don't know, ask. If you don't know, ask. No, that's for ask sure. Ask a producer. Ask the SID. Ask somebody that knows. Hey, how do you say this name? How do you can pronounce their name? So yeah, it that is the cardinal sin in media messing up a name. Man, but if you you can always go number. If you're not good at names, say number, commercial break, get the correct pronunciation, and next time come back and, and you and you're ready. It's 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 part. It's, I'm just telling people. It's not easy, bro. It's not, man. It's, it's, it's not easy knowing that millions of people are listening to you. So it's not. It's it's, it's not. 
Yeah. It's next level for sure. But boy, I can tell you now, I don't know one play-by-play man in college football that's doing a good job right now, according to social media. Yeah, you you would never find it. Tony Romo is just such an anomaly because the fact that he's Tony Romo and then he came with something a little that most play-by-play guys aren't great at making it feel like you're at home. And Tony Romo does a great job of making it feel like your homeboy right here just kind of kicking it with you. But he knows what he's talking about where he got it in layman's terms where you just, man, that's good old Tony, man. You know how to guide, you know, the game. So it's a, it's really about your, your informative analysis, but also making it edible at home, like the audio edibles we have here every day on the Lucky Lefty Podcast. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, Domo Wap, that's, it's funny. Either way, if, <clears throat> if another show is using the radio call, either they have a connection that has permission for the radio call, because I personally have reached out to producers I used to work with at ESPN because I know Notre Dame goes through their radio. And I've asked them, like, yo, can you send me this highlight? Right. The radio call it is highlight. But if you don't get permission to use it, so that man, if he has permission to use it, that's pretty dope. That's pretty dope. That cat Ryan Harris is the biggest home in the world, bro. <laughs> if you have man, if you man. I love Ryan Harris, but I would be sitting there producing the game, and I, sometimes I would just shake my head like, "Come on, Ryan, come on, man." He, he really, he really leaning into it. Huh? Come on, man. It would be a, it would flat out be a penalty on Notre Dame. That guy Ryan Harris is like, "That's a bad call." I just, I don't mind. It's like, <laughs> that's a bad call. <laughs> like, come on, man. Like his his hands are literally in his face mask, bro. That's that's the fifteen yard yeah, penalty. I wouldn't call that if I was him. I don't like the call. And I love Ryan because he's fantastic. But, boy, he is the ultimate Notre Dame homer, boy, when it comes to that radio call. <laughs> I'm going to make sure I get on him about that. Man, talk, man. He is, man, I love him, and he's a great guest to have on the show. But, man, he, he is the ultimate homer. Boy. <laughs> he's the ultimate homer when it comes to Notre Dame. He's Lucky like, Duffy Podcast. <laughs> He boy, he is a homer. If you ever want to, here's a homer call for Notre Dame. Listen to Ryan Harris. <laughs> you know what time it is, left. Petticoat, 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 junction. It's time to get petty. Oh, we did a good job executing. Are you upset with something? And fire up the Petticoat Junction train. I just don't like you. You don't? No. What is today's Petty Historic Petty Junction? Petticoat 
Petty Junction Petty Story today brought to you by Nord Whiskey at NordWhiskey.com. That premium American whiskey at NordWhiskey.com. Look, man, I want to, you know, because we we jokingly had this LeBron, Michael Jordan debate all the time. <laughs> what I need people to do is that if you don't have information uh-oh when you make statements <laughs> you know where i'm about to go bro oh <laughs> rich paul Why are you getting on Rich Paul, man? Leave Rich Paul alone. Man. You are an amazing agent. <laughs> the way you worked yourself up the ranks in the NBA, absolutely amazing. Yeah. I expect nothing less for you to cape for your boy and believe <laughs> what you believe about your boy. But you are too wise and too entrenched in the game of basketball. Mm to say stupid stuff and mis <laughs> misinformed stuff. Just say LeBron is the dude because he's the best. Just say LeBron is the dude because he's the all-time leading scorer. Just say LeBron's the dude because he's been in this many finals that are... Dude, there's so much stuff you can say. Yo dumb self said... He's the best because Mike didn't have nobody to be judged by. What the heck are you talking about? <laughs> there were two dudes that literally saved the National Basketball Association that Michael Jordan was compared to when he came into the league. What are you talking about? <laughs> That's all they said. Yeah, he can jump. Yeah, he can dunk. Yeah, he can score, but he can't win. Magic and Bird, they win. That was the comparison, you goofy. What do you mean he didn't have anybody to be compared to? I mean, hey, it's... it's that's it's when you do. That's when you know. That's when you know. I can't take people like... I can't take people like that seriously, bro. <laughs> I can't take people... Because they're not in search of the truth. Okay, so he's just clouded by the, the, the love and admiration of LeBron. That dude, that dude, you're not even trying to have a real conversation. You now you're trying to just create stuff. That is the dumbest reason I've ever heard given for LeBron. The dumbest. <laughs> the dumbest. You need to drop that. Leave it alone. Even Malik. It's laughing, bro. <laughs> he had no one to who. He was compared to Mike. Who was Mike compared to? Dog, did the NBA start in 1985 when Mike got, 1984 when he got to the league? Am I missing something? No, you're not missing nothing. What are you talking about? <laughs> and then the Goofies on the podcast, yeah, yeah, it, let me tell See, you something, man. It, that's what make it worse right there. Stop. Stop. It's not even about who you prefer is the best. 
if you're going to make a statement, make sure you have the right information, man. Mm. That's all. That's it. That's why I didn't have a problem like yesterday, left. I didn't have a problem with what side of the coin people fell on when it came to Deion Sanders. Right. I just wanted to point out that the media showed they were soft this weekend. That's it. They showed they were soft. That's it. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you love LeBron, you love LeBron. If you love Mike, you love Mike. If you love Magic, you love Magic. Heck, if you love Bird, you love Bird. But make sure your reasons for putting them at the top are founded upon facts and truth. He, he wasn't compared to anybody. What in the world? Who you got? Oh, man, the pay chain, I got. Oh, man. Oh, have you seen the situation with the lady that got hit with the brick and then all the people that were standing around was like, well, she was asking. Once again, what did I say last <laughs> night? You have people that believe left. You have people that believe right. But we, everybody, uh, everybody knows the world we live in. And hearing the, you know, hearing the response of the guys that were like, well, she out here. So I, it's, it's a crazy concept between people that are provocateurs that turn to victims. So I don't know. I just think it's a fine line. But you mess with people too much, what you expect. I don't know if you mess with people and leave people alone. That would be my summary yeah. of the day. Leave people alone, man. Yeah. <laughs> what you yeah. Leave people alone. <laughs> well, you and get yourself hurt uh, out here. <laughs> so. It's like, yo, Ron Franklin was fantastic on Saturday nights on ESPN. Great call. Uh, Vern Lundquist is absolutely amazing. Mm. CBS. Keith Jackson, absolutely amazing. Uh, I think Gus Johnson is absolutely amazing. Um, you know who's amazing? If you ever get a chance to listen to the Florida State radio call. Mm. I forget I forget his name. He is the radio voice of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and uh, Florida State. Mm. He is absolutely amazing. Bro, he has one of the best voices. Uh, let's see. Oh, man, I forget his name. And I don't want to mess up his name. Because it's one of those names that's easy to mess up. But if you want to talk about top-notch broadcaster, He's a radio call for Tampa Bay and for Florida State. Top notch. 
So. So, run to the light. Quarterback is very important. Um, hopefully, Notre Dame will run to the light the rest of the schedule. And uh, Marcus Freeman has already done that. The young players are playing, they're developing. We're starting to look like a top-notch program looks. Eventually, hopefully, some true freshmen will be starting. Because that's what happens. Like, you look up and Caleb Downs is starting for Alabama, snap one. Oh, but he's different. Yeah, he's different. <laughs> he's a little, yeah, he, little different. <laughs> he's a beast. Yeah, he's different. But, you know, people saying a little slick stuff in the chat, you know, Boston fans talking about Jordan never beat Bird in the playoffs. I mean, hey, that's true. Come on, man. No, you're not rocking with that. See, this is this is the cornball stuff I get. <laughs> People like the single single out players as if Mike wasn't playing against five Hall of Famers when he faced Bird with the likes of Brad Sellers and Dave Corzine on his team. So now you want to stand and beat your chest. Jordan never beat Bird. Even though Bird had four Hall of Famers with him and Michael Jordan had nothing with him. We beat Jordan. That's what I tell that's what I tell Detroit Pistons fans, right? Like they talk cool. about that, like, oh man, we used to bang y'all. I said, Yeah, until until it was even. Once the teams got even, there was the whole different story, huh? What happened? So that that's that's funny to me. Because I guarantee you, if the teams were ever even, even with Bird and Jordan, it, it wouldn't have been it wouldn't have been close. People love beating their chest, boy. <laughs> like basketball is a one-on-one -on -one game. Yeah, he never beat Bird in a playoff. All right. Man. Bird never won three straight either. Tomorrow left, same time. People are loving our primetime shows left. I know they're loving it. It's, it's a good change up sometimes. We must get Buck Wild at primetime. Yeah, it's a little more, it's more after dark. You know how they go. This is more commercial or standard on time business. Yo, we should we gotta get uh we gotta get the boys on from the Believe Network, bro. Well, we got to. We gotta get CJ and Dev on. Hey, they doing their thing too, man. It's good to see them boys for sure. We gotta get them on a primetime show, dude. When it's let's get it. When it's late, and just go buck wild. All right, we'll see you guys tomorrow, man. Coach Vic said MJ never beat Elijah one. Yeah, he never played him. Not in the playoffs. Heck, LeBron never beat up. 
LeBron beat everybody, man. Come on now. You don't get the most points of all time not beating everybody. LeBron's never beat uh, Jamal Murray in a playoff. Uh, Jamal Murray is going to be a blip in the history of NBA. I'm just saying. He's never beat Joker in a playoff. Okay, but that's that's still be to to be announced TBD to be decided. He still got time. Hey, don't let us trade AD for some uh, monsters. Don't uh, let us trade AD for some monsters now, because you know everybody's tradable. Hey, I give you, I give you Zach Levine. No, and Vucevic. I give you Zach Levine and Vucevic for AD. About Giannis now. No, 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 no. You love Zach Levine, boy. You cape for Zach Levine hard. No, we got we got our points. We got our point guards. LeBron a point guard. He's good. We straight. We're trying what to trade mean? AD. I got a trade for you. I'll give you Zach Levine and you give me Austin Reeves. Yeah, right. Well, shoot. Austin Reeves, y'all can have. If he go to Chicago, he ain't going to be the same. He's going to turn into your boy. We go already back. saw what happened with that. Y'all already got our, our, our boy. What's, what's his name? No bet. Huh? No bet. What you mean? You guys already got our guy, our previous Austin Reed. Oh, Alex Caruso? Yeah, that's our previous no, Austin. You already tried it. Man, you know darn well Austin Reed's better than Alex Caruso. Caruso was the same thing. Hustle player, played great defense, smart. Had no, had no, liking. Had no handles. Or three point shot anywhere near Austin Reed. Austin Reed just plays good when he's at when he's called upon, like Caruso. Come on, man. And what I mean, hey, y'all, y'all already tried the Austin Reed experiment. I'm just trying it's to get Zach Levine off his team, dog. Man, y'all trying to pay that man more money. Y'all don't have a trying. spot. Yeah, you don't you sure you don't we'll have take, a spot? We'll take DeMar. We'll take DeMar though. DeMar He's, trying no, to come no, 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 DeMar, come on home. No. No. Come on down. No. Look, we'll revamp the same crib you had when you came out here, man. Come on. No. No. That's y'all can have AD. We'll get the more. Hey, AD go home, right? AD going home to shy, right? Getting some pizza, all that. We would love to send AD home. Just, just give us the more. Let me snatch that up. And you probably got to give up another player and a couple picks. First of all, Patrick. This is an inside joke between me and Malik. Malik knows I don't count that bubble crap from 2020. <laughs> that's why he that's why he understood exactly what I said. <laughs> Nobody counting that crap. We're talking about real playoffs with fans. Not fans on the video board watching at home. Oh, okay. Okay, so you said that's what it that's what it was, huh? Man, come on, man. <laughs> that wasn't no playoff. How can you even call it a playoff? Man, listen, it's the conditions in which the players were under were second to none will never happen again, and it showed just how great LeBron can be. That's all the crap was not the same as a normal playoff. You cannot count playing in that bubble the same as playing in Denver in front of those harder. fans. It was harder in the bubble. Well, I mean, uh, certain, wait, no, no, wait, no, 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 no. Certain things are debatable. If you want to talk about the personal individual challenge mentally, 
that's debatable. You're not about to sit here and tell me an empty, empty stadium is easier than playing on the road in a hostile environment. Now, come on. That, that I'll, I'll give you the mental side, but the actual makeup of a playoff and having a game two must win on the road, it's totally different. It's totally different. Mm. It's totally different. <clears throat> and I agree. I think the Lakers were the best team in that season, regardless. But don't sit up here and try to make it seem like it's the same. It's not the same. It might be on. It ain't you know. the same, dog. <laughs> ain't the same. It ain't the same. Them environment and dude, let me tell you something, boy. Don't you think the home environment matter in that Golden State Lakers series? Uh, I mean, hey, the I think, state Staples was Staples was rocking. I think it's just the emotion of the game too. I mean, Braun versus Steph, you know, that whole thing. They have a secret beef going on, you know. So it was interesting. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm consistent. I'm consistent. That that uh, ring that the Dodgers won that year, who did they beat? Uh, Tampa Bay on that same field. Man, that's not that's not playoff baseball, dude. That's just not. It's not. It's not, bro. It's something about the environment, bro. And Coach Vic is right. LeBron won on the road, right? But guess what? Hold on. Environment. Who buttholes got tight? In that game seven. Steph's, Steph's butthole got tight, didn't it? Yeah. Why? At home, game seven, you, you were up 3-1. Environment matters. It matters. It matters. Once once Kyrie and, and Braun got to 3-2, Golden State got tight in the mug the rest of that series. And the environment mattered. And the surrounding mattered. Is there any surrounding you worry about? With Notre Dame in this schedule this year? No. We should be built for tough, go in there and win the dang game. Don't stress us out too much, Indy. Trying to think. Do we go anywhere that's like a crazy environment? Uh, I don't know. A crazy environment on this schedule. It's really not too many crazy environments in college football anymore, is it? They said Michigan was top five, so I knew it was pretty much nothing. Michigan really a crazy. I know it's big, but I don't know if the big house is like a buck wild crazy environment like that. Like intimidating, intimidating. Because mm -hmm. Ohio State wasn't intimidating to me last year. No. It just didn't come across like that. 
Heck, it definitely wasn't intimidating in Michigan last year. No, at all. Um, you know what used to be, which you know what came across as intimidating. What when I was younger, the swamp. Yeah, but this was back in the day when when the old ball coach was there and they were throwing the ball all over the field mm. the swamp came across as intimidating uh that was when i was younger um the orange bowl was intimidating back in miami's heyday it came across as intimidating um other than that, our Michigan Michigan Stadium was never intimidating. I had been there as a kid to watch games. Alabama never came across as intimidating. I think Alabama just ripped through because we've seen people walk. Dak Prescott walked in there and won a game. Yep. Lane Kiffin's walked in there and won a game. Uh, the coach before Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss walked in there and won a game. Johnny Manziel walked in there and won. And Alabama's never been that. Kelly walked in there and won a game. Yeah, Alabama. Because I'm talking about the environment. Ryan Denny Stadium, it's snow. I've never gotten that vibe. I don't know too many venues that are just flat out intimidating. In college football, you is Clemson intimidating? You've been there. No, um, not really. It's uh, now I've heard this. I've heard this. Uh, I've heard Penn State can be intimidating. They said Penn State's pretty good. I can see that. I mean, the drive to get to Penn State is pretty intense. So. And it's one way in, one way out yeah. through the mountains. Right. And the stadium big, lots of noise. I've heard Penn State is uh okay, LSU at night is supposed to be like super intimidating. Mm. That's interesting, man. You would think there would be more intimidating environments, not just like good teams that are playing at home, but right. environments. Yeah, it just it just depends. You know, some a lot of these teams are up and down every year, so it's hard to be consistent fan base that goes crazy. You know, at some at some point in time, if I'm not mistaken, I think Washington was considered a pretty loud environment. Back in the day. Left. Let me know if you want to go prime time sometime this week. Other yep. than the early show. I will do that for the people. Have a great day. Make sure you spend it different.